Welcome back to the final drive here on WNSB 105.5. Hope everybody is having a terrific Thursday and a great work weekend. I know that college basketball, the February frenzy, is in full effect, folks. You better believe that for sure, as evident last night of the Crimson Tide's come from behind victory in overtime 98 to 93 to defeat Florida in overtime and then you look at the game afterwards you see a buzzer beater LSU defeats the number 17 ranked Kentucky Wildcats 75 74 they storm the floor probably the best 100k that LSU will invest in this year as an athletic department and somebody who has probably seen a lot of court storming caused it in his coaching career is our next guest on Mark's March to Madness. Mark Godfrey, former head coach of the Crimson Tide and also the Wolfpack of NC State and the Racers of Murray State. Coach Godfrey, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Absolutely blessed by the best coach and I tell you this, you, you've talked about it, the excitement and the parody of college basketball. You see UConn take a spanking to the Creighton Blue Jays after coming off a huge win over Marquette. I, it just explained to me that type of madness to where in a top five matchup, UConn, the number one team in the country at the time, dismantles Marquette and then turns around and gets dismantled by Creighton. Well, I think this year, Corey, there's so much parity. I, I I don't know that there's, well, there I don't believe there's a dominant team. Maybe, maybe UConn, and everybody has a night like they had. But uh, Houston's awfully good. Purdue's awfully good. Arizona's awfully good. Uh, but, you know, games like that, they do happen. Uh, if you're UConn, they happen, and it's part of it. But uh, I think the tournament is going to be so exciting because I'm not real sure who could name the best four teams right now, truthfully? And so uh, the parity this year is going to make the tournament a lot of fun. It really is. I mean, the tournament is already a record-setting viewership situation, but it is great because you see Ohio State with the interim coach defeat Purdue on Sunday. And then, you, you again, the, the events that take place last night with the one-point buzzer beater for LSU saying don't count us out yet either and Bama finding a way to continue to to click offensively not hitting threes but finding a way to rebound the basketball off of all those misses what great games we witnessed last night I thought they were terrific and uh, I've told some people today here in uh, California I said I I'm a little confused right now that Alabama is not ranked higher than, than they than they are. I I think when you're sitting atop the SEC, uh, you can't convince me you're not one of the top six, seven, eight, nine teams in the country. Period. Uh, so I think Alabama should be rated higher. I thought their win against Florida was great. I think it showed, you know, they've got a lot of resolve on that team. They've got good character. Guys came back uh, when they were down late in the second half and got it into overtime, and then you know, found a way. And then you look down at Baton Rouge, Corey, and, and really if you're John Calipari, this is one of those as a coach where, you know, you go in the locker room, you tell your guys, let's get to the next game, and you just kind of roll on. Because I think they did just about everything right 
at the end of the game. And even the the kind of the, the way LSU scored at the end was really kind of a fluke a little bit. The kid kind of shot an air ball or whatever it was and throws it up there by the rim. And, uh, you know, sometimes basketball, it's a game of inches and seconds. And sometimes the ball bounces your way. And that bounced right in LSU's way. They, they couldn't have orchestrated it any better than that. But, again, the parity uh, around the country but you and I have talked about in the SEC, uh, every night you play Ole Miss and Mississippi State the other night, what a great game. But mm-hmm. you better bring your A game every night because, uh, you know, there's good players, good teams, good coaches. We saw that uh, this week. And you mentioned Houston and the job Coach Sampson has done consistently keeping that program in a top 10 situation. This week on Saturday a.m. at 11 o'clock, Early your time, 9 a.m., you have Houston and Baylor, two versus 11, and then you turn around, and after that, you immediately follow some SEC action, Alabama traveling to Rupp Arena to take on those wounded Wildcats, and I don't know if that's a good thing for Alabama or a bad (laughs) thing for Alabama, the fact that LSU defeated Kentucky, and we saw where Bama struggled on the road in Knoxville a couple of weeks ago and absolutely got hammered, but two great games that I'm really going to be focusing on Houston and Baylor and Alabama and Kentucky. Well, let's talk about Alabama first. And unfortunately, I just think it's human nature, Kentucky. They're going to be licking their chops. Now they're, they're ready. Uh, you know, they had a flight home. They've probably had a day or two They're They're stung a little bit from the uh, end of that game. Cause like I said, I thought they did everything right at the end of the game. It, it was just, you know, the way that, the one kid scored, uh, hit the big three, a couple ISO plays. I mean, they, and so, but I do think Alabama is going to walk into a hornet's nest on that one. So they've got to be ready to play. And, uh, and I think they will be. They've, they've proved it, uh, you know, outside of maybe the one game with Tennessee. But I think Alabama, honestly, I think they're getting penalized a little bit because of their non-conference record. Mm-hmm. And really, their non-conference record is a result of a probably one of the two or three or four or five best schedules in the country. I thought the non-conference, they really uh, ramped it up and played good teams. So uh, I hope they can pull it off, uh, but they are walking into a hornet's nest. And then the other game you mentioned, Corey, I'm excited. Here's why I'm excited for, for, for Houston. You know, people forget that Kelvin Sampson, if you go way back, uh, you know, he got dinged pretty hard by the NCAA for making excessive phone calls. And then, about two years after, you know, they made a bunch of phone calls, the NCAA changed the rules. But he was out of the game for five years, five years out of college basketball. He's come back, and now his team's last couple of years and this year, you know, they're as good as anybody in the country. Now, they got their hands full this weekend, obviously, because I think Baylor's actually really good. But I'm really excited for Kelvin and the fact that he was kind of able to kind of put it all back together again and then take a program like Houston to the to the you know levels that he has. It's been really fun to watch. Now, this may be a dirty word to you in the coaching profession, Rick Patino. okay? We know Alabama-Providence match up there in the NCAA tournament, but Coach Patino stood on what he stood on in regards to what he said about his players this past week, you know, just not being athletic enough. And it kind of shocked me with the fact that he said that this is the least amount of fun he has had coaching. Normally you, you, you keep that 
kind of quiet and hush hush, but he kind of walked that back a little bit and apologized to the players that he called out by name. And I know Coach Patino's been doing this a long time at, at multiple levels and have been successful at multiple levels. But w- were you a little bit shocked with Coach Rick Patino coming out and, and getting into his players the way he did it in the media? Yeah, yeah, I was, Corey. And uh, keep in mind, there's a lot of people that may not realize this, but uh, one of my longtime assistant coaches, Jeff Dunlap, his son is on that team, Brady mm. Dunlap, and Rick Patino actually called him out. And he's a freshman. He's young. but uh, So my phone was blowing up last night after all that happened. But I, I was excited to see uh, you know him come out today and kind of with a level head and say, hey, look, you know, you get frustrated and you know, that's what people sometimes don't realize as well. You know, coaches and players are really coaches. You put your, you pour everything you have, every ounce of energy and thought and worry and stress and everything goes into it. And sometimes you just, we all lose our marbles a little bit. You know, we, we, we take the goofy pill and he probably did. And then he, he was able to go to sleep, come back the next day and say, hold on a minute now. Uh, you know, we, and he apologized. So that's all you can ask for. You know, Rick, Rick is, such a great basketball coach and you know he demands a lot of his players a lot of his players and i'm sure he gets a little frustrated you know they had some some periods throughout the year they were pretty good and they kind of went on a little skid for a while and couldn't score the ball at all and uh but he'll get them back and and uh, i was glad to see the way he handled it today i thought that showed a lot of class i knew that you know you would have that great insight for sure. And like I said, I mean, you and and the battles with Coach Patino go way back, Coach, in regards to you knowing him very well. And as we make Mark's March to Madness, Coach Mark Godfrey joining us. And, you know, it makes for great discussions on your Front Row podcast as well as you continue to have tremendous national championship coaches and a-plus quality guest as part of your Front Row podcast that you've started to, to kind of let everyone know more about not only basketball, but those coaches and personalities that are behind bouncing the basketball. Well, and there's so many great stories, and uh, I think a lot of people will really enjoy here. I don't know if it's tomorrow or next two, or the next week, but uh, – you know, the podcast was Dabo Swinney at Clemson, the football coach. And Dabo and I have known him since, uh, you know, all the way back when I first got to Alabama in 1998. And a lot of people forget his story. You know, they don't know his story, that he had two years where he was out of coaching altogether. He was working in Birmingham. He was leasing uh, property in these little shopping malls. And, uh, you know, he went to uh, Clemson and showed great loyalty uh, to stay there with Tommy uh, Bowden. But anyway phenomenal story yesterday i filmed one that we'll release in a, in a couple of weeks Corey, where uh probably the the best attorney that uh he's represented over a hundred coaches um against the ncaa in college athletics he was on my podcast he had some unbelievable insight you know he represented bill self and rick patino and sean miller and you know craig mcdermott at uh creighton and he represented me and it's it all 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 of uh, the coaches at one time or another, you know, you stub your toe here and there. And uh, he was just terrific. So, anyway, the stories uh, of these people that are high achievers, they've done really well. And I hope that people, when they listen, Corey, they, they understand that we all go through things, all of us. You know, we go through the great times. 
But then we all, we all, all of us, you know, you go through those moments when it's really bad and, and you feel like you're failing. And all of these guys have been through that. And so uh, I enjoy that as much as anything uh, with the podcast. Yeah, I, I really enjoy those who enjoy getting their knowledge from podcasts to, to jump into the Front Row podcast with Coach Mike, Mark Godfrey. And how can people tune in to that podcast? That's what's important because I know I'm locked and loaded, but I need to let my listeners know how they can get locked and loaded well, as well. They can, they can go to my website, uh, CoachMarkGodfrey.com, uh, but also Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube. It's all over. Uh, those and I tell you what's been fun, Corey, is uh, the numbers are just blowing up. I've got people all over the country, all over the world that uh, have uh, learned about it. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's been a it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But for right now, uh, you can click on any one of them, from Jim Beheim to Gary Williams to Whip Sanderson. The other day, what a great conversation with uh, Coach Sanderson. Uh, so anyway, wonderful guests and. Uh, but uh, CoachMarkGodfrey.com is where you want to go, and you'll have them all right there. Well, I know, Coach, you really enjoyed your time in Tuscaloosa watching the Crimson Tide put a hundred on A&M as you were reunited with a lot of your former coaches and players. And I know that was a tremendous honor a week ago, and I know that had to make you feel really great to see all of your former players, assistant coaches, doing very well, and to see Alabama continue their winning ways also. It was really, really wonderful. And, uh, you know, got to spend some time and catch up with Mobile's own Kennedy Winston, who you and I both know well. And uh, what a great, great player he was. But here's what I liked more than anything, Corey. When you take Chuck Davis and Ernest Shelton and Kennedy Winston and Emmett Thomas and Antoine Petway, and the list goes on and on. You got some great, great people, great guys. They're all doing very well in life. Uh, you know, meet their families, their wife, their their children. Some of them have children that are grown and, and get a little bit bigger. So anyway, we had the absolute best time. And then I uh, got to spend some great time with Nate Oates and uh, the team, uh, the current team. And uh, well, I watched them launch up some threes now. They do like that. And uh, to see it in person, I, I was having flashbacks. I love playing for Whip Sanderson, but – I think if I'd have played for Nate Oates, I might have averaged about 25 the way they shoot the three. So, uh, but it was fun to watch them. Love it, Coach. I appreciate you and you giving us time on Mark's March to Madness. As now we're a couple of weeks away, and again, the state high school tournament starts next week. That's always a tremendous time as well for young people to to start trying to achieve that goal of winning a state championship. But can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to always join us here on the final drive in Mark's March to Madness. Corey, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Coach Mark Godfrey joining us here on the final drive. And when we come back, we'll talk about the ugly side of Alabama's win over the Florida Gators and also Auburn fans who love Cam Newton. Cam Newton, man, he's Auburn through and through. But one of the rookies of the year, C.J. Stroud, man, he tried to call Cam Newton out. Quarterback versus quarterback crime. We'll finish up our number two with that on the other side here on the final drive. This is Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. 